Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA, gateway to the seven theme lands of the Magic Kingdom. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard the Monday Morning Monorail. It is May, and this is episode number two of the brand new podcast. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Let me introduce myself. I'm Justin Krutzinger, and my co-pilot on today's episode, if you will allow me to be so bold, is someone who I believe needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyway. I would call him a past and future king of radio, but he is currently a king of podcasting. You can hear him on shows such as Nearfall Radio, Got Talk, Game of Thrones Talk, and he is a co-host on Nerd News Cafe. This is my lifelong friend, Landon Doan. Oh, hi, bo- <clears throat> Excuse me. Hi, boys and girls. My name is Landon Doan. <laughs> Glad nice. to be aboard, Jay. Glad to be aboard the Monday morning monorail. Very spacious. I got to give it to you. When you told me you were getting a monorail, I was thinking it was going to be like a four-seater tops. Uh-uh. Oh, no, we go all out here on the Monday morning monorail. Plenty of leg room, that's for sure. <laughs> I was I was going to comment on the leg room as I as I prop my feet up on the seat in front of me, which I know I'm not supposed to, but I am a special guest on the Monday <laughs> on the Monday morning monorail. So, you know, it's a bit of a I, tongue I, twister. It is, and if you think Monday morning monorail is a tongue twister, just wait until my ne- uh, segment next episode. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, so we're teasing it, but uh, one of the reasons that we're introducing Landon to the show is he is going to be my co-host on a special segment that we do every show, which we are calling the Disney Deep Dive with the Dawes. And, or if you want to call it something you know, a little more catchy, M34D, it's kind of catchy. Yeah. We're into the alliteration and the acronyms around here, so get used to it. Ladies love alliteration. That's just a fact. <laughs> so um, as we kind of roll into the standard show, the standard cadence of what the show is going to be. I think that, you know, we want all of us to be on a level playing field here and we've got to show our credentials. We got to, we got to tell you why it is that we're doing this Disney podcast in the first place. Landon, let's get into it. The first thing I want to ask you is what do you love about Disney so much? It's weird. When I was younger, obviously I liked Disney because, you know, Mickey and Goofy and Donald and Minnie, they're all your favorite characters. And and there's the wonderment that is Disney and Disney World itself. And it's like, of course, I liked that growing up. I liked all the animated movies. You and I grew up in an animation renaissance for Disney. So that, that also helped uh, build my love for Disney. And then, you know, I hit those teenage years, those cynical phase where, where you know, stuff like that isn't cool anymore. It's not edgy. What? It's just a, it's a talking mouse. And and, and, and he wears pants and a shirt. What's up with that? But at some point, once I, once I became an adult, I started to think back on just the wonderment of Disney and, and the magic of Disney. And I know that's going to sound cliche and, and it sounds like I'm, you know, have talking points from the Disney Corporation when I say that. <laughs> but it is true. There is something magical about Disney. And it's like I've been fortunate to go back to uh, the park twice as an adult 
And as awesome as it is as a child, Disney as an adult might be even better because I don't know. There's just something about it. You still have that uh, that wonderment uh, that you had as a child, but you've also you know gone out into the world and you've seen, unfortunately, the real world and the way it is. And then you come back to these magical confines where it's just like everything's going to be okay. Like Disney has you, and it's like. I know there are some cynical people out there saying, oh, yeah, Disney has you and all your favorite properties and stuff like that. But it's like I'm not focusing on that. It's like there's just something about Disney. Again, I go back to the magic. It draws you in. It's it it, it hits you in the feels and and it's the good type of feels. And it, especially in an era where it seems like everything is all doom and gloom and everybody has to you know have a hot take on everything. It's like Disney's just there for you, man. You're right. You're right. You. You hit on a bunch of really good points there. I, I think that when you're a kid and you go to Disney, it's it's all wonder and it's almost overwhelming um, mm-hmm. to, to try to take it in. And, and you're still fully in on the magic at that point. I mean, everything about it is just you're you're in this fairy bubble that's outside of reality, and all your little dreams are coming true. You're meeting all your favorite characters, and you're in this yep. the happiest place on earth. You're going to go have a chorizo, or no, excuse me, a, a churro stick. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure they got chorizo at Epcot now, but, but you know, I was trying to go for, for that churro, which yeah. everybody loves at Disney. You got to get like a, a seven foot long churro. Yeah. And they have special ro- rose gold churros now. I don't know if you knew that, but that does exist. Do what now? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, but anyway, then, then you're right. There is kind of a phase in the middle where I, I will admit, I didn't really go through a phase where I was not into Disney, but I did go through a phase where I thought maybe it wouldn't be quite as cool to be so open about it in front of my friends. <laughs> okay, I think I'm right there with you, because like like even though I was trying to you know be a cool teenager, which if you know me in real life, I failed horribly at it, but at the same time, I wasn't outwardly talking about how awesome I thought the new Toy Story movies are, or you know, what Pixar's doing, or you know the fact that uh, Disney has expanded into four parks, and me being an animal honk, I want to go down and see animal kingdom and stuff like that i'm not openly talking about it but i think i'm right there with you yeah yeah and then and then you become an adult and life happens as an adult and you you do you experience the world and all you can think to yourself is is there no place on earth i can go to where things are just magical anymore well (laughs) well there is and it's disney for us and and so when you go back now it's memories and nostalgia but for me you know going with the kids it's seeing it through their eyes and seeing other kids experience it and get those memories as well and then also, there's something pretty special about being now able to appreciate the food and the drinks. Yeah, seriously. We, <laughs> you know. I, I, I name-dropped Epcot. Uh, having tried to drink around the world in Epcot, uh, it's a fun endeavor, but whew, you might pay for it towards the end. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, I do want to say, kicking off, and I'm sure I said this in episode one, I'm going to say it again now. We are not here to tell you that we are Disney know-it-alls. We're not Disney experts. We are Disney lovers. We're Disney whoa, fans. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm here to tell everybody that I am a Disney know-it-all. Okay. I have seven pins from Disney. So I think that makes me like like a quadruple platinum Disney uh, expert. So Okay, well, we'll put you in that category. I definitely am not. I am merely a fan just like everybody else. But the thing is, I like to talk into a microphone and I also like doing research and I love talking about going to Disney and planning for it. So that's kind of where we're at and that's where we're coming from. So no, you know, have no misconceptions here that we're going to tell you that we have every answer and know everything about Disney. But hopefully what we do is entertain you through this show and especially through this segment, the M34D segment. And uh, t- maybe we do teach you a, a few things a- along the way because we're certainly going to do our research and-, and hopefully put in the kind of effort 
that will give you the benefit of not only being entertained, but also educated, which is something Walt was into. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. You can't be wrong. You have a podcast. It's impossible for you to be wrong. (laughs) So Landon, I'm going to dig into it a little more. You talked about we grew up in the animation renaissance for Disney. Do you have an all-time favorite Disney animated film? Um, I guess off the top of my head, with you asking me that, first one that comes to mind is Lion King. Uh, the music, the animation, the story, it just all clicks. Uh, the cast, I thought, was really uh was a really well done cast and that was back before I started paying attention to you know casting of these characters I, I thought that they hit it out of the park with every everybody they brought in especially in Timon and Pumbaa I know some people uh, might have a love-hate relationship with Nathan Lane but but just the character of them as Timon and Pumbaa I yeah. just loved but I'm also going to give a shout out to Little Mermaid for different okay. reasons <laughs> we won't get into that. This is a family exactly. podcast. Exactly. No, no. Th- this is a PG podcast. Yeah. Bro. We're going straight family. If you want to hear a different kind of podcast, you can go listen to Nerd News Cafe. <laughs> Things get a little blue over there here. We're keeping it straight laced. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like Walt would want. All right. Uh, okay. Very good. Um, I like those picks. I'm a big Jeremy Irons fan. So his performance as Scar is one of my all time favorite voice performances. I'm kind of bummed that he isn't going to be back to reprise the role in the live-action yeah. Lion King, but I understand wanting you know to go a different route than Jeremy Irons. But Jeremy Irons was awesome as yeah. Scar. And if we're going to nerd out about Epcot for a minute, I'm a little sad he's no longer the voice of Spaceship Earth. Um, he was my favorite voiceover. I will admit I can't remember Walter Cronkite when he was the voice. I d- I'm sure I experienced it, but I don't remember it. My, my memory is, is Jeremy Irons. So. Hey, I just learned something on this podcast. I had no idea Walter Cronkite was the original VO. That's pretty cool. I don't know if he was the first, but I definitely know he came somewhere early on. So um, I don't well, know. Well, at like, one point, he was America's grandpa, so it's fine. Yeah. The yeah. most trusted name in news, Walter he, Cronkite. He did some good stuff for, for Disney, for sure. How about this? Let's talk about parks for a minute. Could you pick a favorite park? Ooh. Could I pick a favorite park? I know it's going to be a cop-out answer. I like them all equally, but for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to go a little bit off uh, the beaten trail, so to speak, into the wilderness. I'm going to pick Animal Kingdom, just because I talked earlier. I love seeing animals. I love going to zoos. I think I think that stuff is really cool. So when you take that element and you Disneyfy it and you let the Walt Disney Corporation do their thing around these habitats for animals. Uh, it, like the the safari at Animal Kingdom is one of my favorite rides, period, ever. I know some people might not consider it a ride, but you know, shut up. Uh, I and then on top of that, you have one of one of the better coasters, in my opinion, in an uh, Expedition Everest. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's all laugh at Disco Yeti, but at this point, like Disco Yeti is part of Disney lore. And on top <laughs> of that, the ride is really cool. So it's I'm gonna give. I'm going to give some love to Animal Kingdom. I have not done Avatar Land, so Mm -hmm. that's a big, I guess, caveat in my conversation. But uh, I guess pre-Avatar Land, Animal Kingdom. That'll be my pick. it couldn't hurt it, right? I mean, if if Animal Kingdom is already your number one, you would imagine Avatar is not going to bring it down. So... Well, I don't know. My opinion of Avatar was kind of mint. No. <laughs> you're, you're not alone on that, but uh, I like Animal Kingdom. I will tell you, every bad experience that I've had at Disney has ha- not every bad, but every time. Let's let's put it this way: every time I've gone to Animal Kingdom, something disastrous has happened. So, Whoa. and it's not. It hasn't been Animal Kingdom's fault, but it almost feels a little bit of bad juju is going on there for me. For <laughs> like some the reason. universe is telling you something. Yeah, I don't know why. So I've never actually been able to stay there for a whole day. 
in multiple tries. It's very bizarre. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, I well, I am curious. What are these disasters like? I, like, it, it, did did one of those crazy pop up Florida uh, thunderstorms follow you around while you were there? No, you know that's something you deal with if you go to Disney in the summer. You know you're going to deal with the pop up thunderstorms, and you're probably going to get soaked at some point. It was at least fun, yeah. it was stuff that. <laughs> You probably don't want to hear about some of the details. I can tell you uh, one of them was we went with my my parents at one point, and my dad, while we were there, we were there for maybe an hour, he starts looking very, very pale. And as it turned out, he ended up having a bleeding ulcer. And, and not only did we have to leave Animal Kingdom, he went to the hospital for a couple of days. <laughs> Okay, yeah, it really does feel like the universe is trying to tell you something about Animal Kingdom. Let me go have the fun in Animal yeah. Kingdom for you, Jay. I got your back. Yeah, so, but anyway. <laughs> all right, you, you talked about Everest and you talked about Kilimanjaro Safaris. Would you say that one of those two is like your favorite ride in the resort, or do you have another that you'd put in that spot? Mm, I would put them up there, but I don't know if I would say full-blown it's my favorite and again, it's like uh, you asked me what uh, what are my favorite of the parks, and it's like I'm having. Uh, <laughs> it's like picking I your like, favorite child. I know exactly, and and me having no kids, that's very easy for me. None of them, but uh, but I'm gonna go office space. I like to celebrate the entire catalog. I mean, like go. I know it's cliche to say Space Mountain, but Space Mountain's pretty awesome. Even though I don't think I hold Space Mountain as in high re- regard as some people, but. Uh, I dig Expedition Everest. Uh, that's one of my favorite rides, just the way Disney dresses it up. Uh, I, I name-dropped uh, the Safari, and that's a ride in and of itself. And that's a very interesting ride, and, hopefully, and I look forward to our deep dive into that one and the way it's changed to the presentation it is now. But uh, I'm trying to think if I had to pick one and get rid of the rest. If we were doing a fantasy draft of Disney rides, who's going, <laughs> who's going number one? That's the question. If you're building your park and you need a you need an icon, I guess I gotta go Space Mountain. If it, okay. if we're if we're going number one overall, I mean it's that iconic ride. Everybody knows about it. I mean to the point like like Ric Flair has has brought it into his <laughs> lexicon. True. You know, <laughs> uh, ride Space Mountain all night long. Woo! <laughs> but but I, even though I don't hold it as in high regards as some people, I would probably go Space Mountain. Okay. I know, and and that is putting you in a tough position. You know, as we go through um, some of these deep dives, maybe maybe we'll dig into some of this, and you'll determine that you d- you do have a true number one, but maybe you don't. I do. I'm sure I mentioned it on the previous show. A little behind the scenes action here. We're actually recording episode two before we episode record episode one. So if it sounds like <laughs> I have no idea what we talked on episode one, it's because I don't yet. But to be fair, you never know what we're well, talking about, anyways. So. You're you're probably right on that one. For me, it's easy. It's Tower of Terror. That's my number Ooh, one. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. I just feel like the the experience, start to finish, even from the from the queue to the time you get out of the elevator, go through the gift shop, and that's one of my favorite ride gift shops. Everything about that is such a fun experience, and the fact that they've changed it um, now to well, I say now it's it's not been recent, but they alternate or or randomize the amount of drops and things, which changes the experience for you. That's pretty cool. I actually kind of like the fact that at Disneyland they've changed that to a Guardians of the Galaxy ride because now it makes it unique for Disney World, and that's I'm fine with that as long as they leave it alone. Don't take it away from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us that. Though you're uh, you going with Tower of Terror, that has uh, hit something in the back of my mind. I'm gonna go Haunted Mansion, Ooh, number one go. overall. There you go. Like 
I generally don't like uh, like scary rides and stuff like that. And and as a small child, I stayed away from the haunted mansion just because of that because it's called the haunted. Exactly. Mansion. There's ghosts in there. And, and, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to be scared. So like it, it's one of those rides that and attractions that I, I guess truly discovered as an adult you talk about the queue like like even before you get into the mansion itself i i just love the old school gothic feel of it and then once you get inside you have the timeless voiceovers of thorough ravenscroft i mean oh, just yeah. like oh just talking about it the hair on my arm is standing <laughs> up like even going down are the walls getting taller around you oh that's so great so haunted mansion number one with a bullet for me all right yeah, I can't hate on that. That's a that's a great pick. Um, the good thing about that ride too is everybody can ride that ride. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I found out it is not at all scary. So, so if you're a little wiener kid like me, feel free to go in there. You will not be scared. Yeah, and unlike a ride like what I picked, there's not like a height restriction or a weight restriction or anything. You, you can go on it even if you have heart problems. Although, if you're a chicken and you have heart problems, it might be a bad <laughs> idea. But uh, but no, yeah, there's I was, no crazy drops you have to worry about. I was the same as you. I want to share a quick story. One of the memories I have of Haunted Mansion when I was a scared little child, we were in line. And of course, I was going under protest. Uh, but my mom and dad were going to make me anyway. And the cast member, we're standing right at the doors to go into the stretching room. We're standing outside. The cast member burst through the door and said, we need more bodies. And that just terrified <laughs> a tiny little Justin to the point of, I don't know that I enjoyed that particular ride, but now looking back in hindsight, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. Good on that cast member. Yeah, it was scary. It really was. But but anyway, <laughs> uh, I think you picked a classic there, so I, so I think you picked a good one. Are you a fan of the Nighttime Spectaculars? Uh, when you say nighttime spectaculars, are you talking about like the Main Street electric show, fireworks? Are you talking We're stuff talking, like that? Let's let's talk fireworks for a minute. Um, hey, did you did you have a chance to see Wishes while it was still? Oh my God, you saying Wishes? Like I might start sobbing like okay. a child. Just like Wishes was one of those things when I talk about when I talked about how it was able to recapture that magic. Like Wishes is what sealed it for me. Like uh, the first night I was there, like me and the girlfriend, we did, you know, uh, we were there when the park opened and we stayed through fireworks. And when all the lights go out and then the lights come up on the castle and you see Tink fly in with the Wishes. Oh my God. Like, like I could have sobbed like a child right there and I would have been completely happy. So yes, I, I loved wishes. And you wouldn't have been alone. Cause the thing is that <laughs> those are those seriously, they're, they're moving moments. Disney they has a, a way with that. They, they know how to do things that are going to get to you, to your soul and, mm-hmm. and somehow um, touch you, you know, and, and make you feel emotional. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, the sad thing is, Seeing wishes in person is one thing, and and feeling like moved and emotional. I can watch you wishes on YouTube, and that still mm-hmm. happens to me, and it's yep, ridiculous. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, you've had a chance to go to Disney several times throughout your life. It, is there when not you, nearly enough? I want to point out once again, listeners, send me back to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> is there a particular memory, like when you think about Walt Disney World? Is there a particular particular memory that you access that usually comes up first when you think about it? Is it more about the like you think about the castle you think about the experience or or do you have something kind of in in your memory that that is an experience that you're like you always kind of go to uh, when you think about traveling down there uh the memory for me that really sticks out when it comes to disney and and i've threatened that i'm going to start crying like a child uh this time i actually might and it's uh 
I guess what happened in uh, my real life in uh, the summer of 2007, me, my mom and my brother, we went down to Disney and Universal for a week. And Tyler was, you know, that that cynical age where he didn't think anything was cool. But we were hanging out and, you know, doing the rides was was, you know, a lot of fun. And as the week went on, he, we were having more fun. And then unfortunately, in the fall of that year, my brother passed away in a dirt bike accident. So for me, that is the Disney moment that always sticks out for me. And it's like yeah. it, we, we talk about the magic and it's like not only is it the magic that Disney itself produces and puts in this park it's the it's the magic that you make with the people you go like you talk about you like going to disney and you want to see the the light in your children and in, in the eyes of your children and other children around you and it's like that's part of the magic of disney and i apologize for getting emotional but no. that is that is that is the moment that sticks out for me yeah man. there's there's one of my favorite pictures in the world is me and my brother in front of the epcot you know orb it's just a picture of us i'm all smiles tyler like i said is trying to be too cool for school. You know, he's not smiling, he's mugging, but it's like, that's one of my favorite yeah. pictures because stuff like that, I mean, it's like, I'll carry that to my grave. Exactly. And it's, and it's because of Disney. Yeah, don't don't apologize for that, man. That You're, you're right. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons that, that we go and that we keep going back is because we make these lifetime memories and we get to do that with the people that we love so much. I, I know that forever the memories that I have about Disney when I think about it and the feelings that I have are tied to going with my parents um, when, you know, mm-hmm. riding the rides with them and getting to experience that environment, that world with them. I'm going to remember that forever. My parents are still around at, right now. I'm lucky enough to have both of them. And, and I know that you are too, but I just think, you know, when they're, when they're gone, there's going to be a lot of tons of memories. Of course, I'm going to have of, of my mom and dad, but, but I remember, but I know that some of the ones that I'll, cherish and and is are those memories of of experiences like that Mm -hmm, absolutely it's like i've uh i've been back since uh since that trip with my uh little brother and my mom and one of my brother's favorite things was going to the yak and yeti in animal kingdom and eating the food and when i went back the next time a small part of me in the back of mine is like this one's for tyler exactly i appreciate you sharing that story i know that that's a a tough one to bring up but i think that i think a lot of people can relate to that well, and, and I mean, it is a tough memory to bring up, but it's but it's like in stuff like that, yeah, there's hurt, but at the same time, the reason it hurts is because it's built out of love and so much fun. And it's like, like I said, it's like, that's part of the Disney experience. It's that magic. Yeah. Again, I told you, I'm going to say magic a ton. Eventually, <laughs> this podcast is going to be sponsored by both Disney and the Orlando Magic. The so. Orlando Magic, exactly. Which I think might be owned by Disney by the time I, we're recording this. <laughs> if they don't own a stake, I thought they actually did, like Disney did own a stake in the, in the magic. I could be wrong. Well, I do. I do remember when the magic first came to Orlando. They were called the magic partially because they were in the backyard of Mickey. Yeah. I don't Um, know if they straight up own a stake in it, but I mean, there is definitely a tip of the cap to uh, the magical kingdom from the Orlando magic. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about what our segment every week is going to be like. So again, it's going to be called, let's see if I can do this without tripping myself up. (laughs) That's why we're shortening it, but it's going to be called the Disney deep dive with the Dawes. No, no, no. You got to do it right. Monday morning monorails, the deep dive with the Dawes. Hey, I did it. <laughs> Almost. You left out Disney. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh, the important part. We're yeah, going sh- <laughs> to shorten it to M34D because that's fun to say and uh, and it sounds cool. It's easier. It won't get me as tongue-tied. But what is that, <laughs> what's that going to be about? Here, here's what we're going to do. So 
Every week, we're going to pick another ride, an attraction, a restaurant, a show, something from the park, and, and hopefully we go in some kind of order that makes some sense, but, but we may jump around a little bit. And we're going to do some research, come up with uh, some fun facts, a little bit of history, and then we're also going to share our stories about that particular ride, attraction, show, restaurant, whatever it may be. Uh, we may not always have personal things that, that we talk about for those things, but, but a lot of times I think that we will. So um, it's, it's something to, again, entertain, educate. Hopefully it does both of those things. And um, at the end of the day, you know, it, we'll, we'll, we'll probably clock in around 10, 15 minutes. It'll be right in the middle of the show, and, and it'll be a nice little break um, and a nice transition between segments. So, so what you're saying is I'm going to be the sweet, creamy filling? You are. You are. You're All like right. you're like the chorus of our song that is a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Monorail, 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 monorail. <laughs> it'll Wait, be, different chorus, my bad. It'll be the hook that brings them back. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but I know people are into that kind of stuff too. So, um, you know, it, it'll be. It'll We're be hoping fun. they're into that type of stuff. So please download and subscribe. <laughs> Absolutely. Five and, star review. Only, uh, only option. <laughs> and we will always take suggestions on what you'd like us to do our research on. What, what, what do you want us to put the spotlight on week over week? If there's something that comes up and you're like, hey, I'd, I'd really like you guys to talk about this. We're totally open to suggestions. If you want to. Correct us if you want to be our corrections department. Like I said, we don't know everything. Happy for you to throw that stuff in there too. But let's make it interactive. Let's make it fun, and and let's let's learn a little something while we have some fun too. So, absolutely. Uh, and remember, this is a PG uh, podcast. So, in your when you let us know what we did wrong, internet, remember PG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna. We go. can't that's police not. the internet, I don't think, but <laughs> but we'll try our best. All right. Well, I think for today, that's going to wrap up the show. Landon, thanks so much for joining me today. If you guys want to hear some more from Mr. Landon Doan, you can catch him on buttmuchchips.com. He has several podcasts that he's a part of, and he's always producing awesome content. So go on over to buttmuchchips.com, and you can pick up the latest episodes of your favorite shows like Nearfall Radio and the Game of Thrones. Not the Game, just Game of Thrones Talk or Got Talk. Yeah, um, God talk. Yeah, and also the butt much chimps variety pack, right? You guys do that too. So yeah, every now and then, all that <laughs> all that's available over there. But uh, Landon, thanks so much, and we will see you next week. Hey, glad to be aboard. And uh, this right here, this is my stop. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. We hope you enjoyed the journey, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Until then, we want to hear from you. Send us questions, comments, suggestions, and feedback on Twitter at Morning Monorail. Our email address is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail at 407-917-2144. As we approach the station, gather your belongings and please watch your step as you exit. See you real soon.